Republicans pitch a fit over Dr. Fauci's emails. And will the former president be reinstated this summer? Hey, girls and guys, I'm Brandy with an I, and this is Did You Hear the News? It's another week and raise your hand if you're as tired of hearing about bipartisanship as I am. I know you got your hands raised because I am tired. It's just been a constant back and forth this past week about this infrastructure bill and how it's going to go and Biden and Shelly Moore Capito going back and forth of this bill Friday he apparently denied her counteroffer for infrastructure. She came back with, I think it was $50 billion more in spending. And he was just like, girlfriend, no dice. Like, that's not enough to even do anything I'm trying to do over here. It was reported that somewhere mid in the week, he offered to remove the tax increase on corporations. So instead, he would push to make sure that corporations could not pay no taxes. I think like they at least want to cap at like 15%. So it's like you can't just get away with paying zero taxes. And he also wants to push to enforce um, corporations paying their fair share. Everything that I've said before, from my understanding, he does want to, in the future, push for tax increases. But as a part of this bill, he is okay with not increasing taxes on corporations so long as we can commit to them actually paying some taxes. I also saw something about possibly looking into people that have evaded taxes. So actually putting more money and giving more resources to the IRS so that they can research those who have evaded taxes, those millionaires and billionaires, not, you know, the normal person, the normal John Brown that would get audited by the IRS. Like, no, the IRS was basically gutted and their budget was stripped from them in the last administration. And so they have been honest about the fact that they just don't even have the resources or the money to look into higher in cases where uh, the individuals might have really skimmed uh, or defrauded their taxes for like millions of dollars. So that's another option to help pay for the bill is to number one, look into those who've evaded taxes and number two, make it so corporations cannot not pay taxes. You can't be Amazon who got billions of dollars during the pandemic and not pay any taxes. Zoom who got billions of dollars because it blew up during this pandemic and not pay any dollars in taxes. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm I understand that because at first when I saw the headline, it said he has taken out the, the tax increase. I was like, let me finish reading 
the whole article because I want to cuss. But when I read it, I was like, okay, I can see that negotiation for right now. But taxes need to be raised on corporations. Like, stop playing with us. So that's where infrastructure is. You have Republicans just doing what they do. You have Democrats saying, like, why are we even continuing to try to work with these guys? They have not argued in good faith ever since we came and signed into the session. So it's just like, why are we even doing this? Fully expecting the Republicans to have us water down a bill. And then by the time that they go for a vote, they don't vote for it. Once again, that's what happened with the Affordable Care Act. That's their MO. Democrats like, you know, progressive Democrats are not really feeling it. The issue here is that we can't just say, okay, whatever. Republicans aren't doing what they need to do. Let's just spike it to reconciliation. Why? Because of your friends, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. It's not even clear that we would have their votes if that were to occur just because Joe Manchin is just really beating a dead horse. I mean, to just smithereens because he wants bipartisanship even when Republicans aren't acting in good faith. And so even if President Biden were to say, you know what, negotiations are over. This isn't getting anywhere. It's not guaranteed that Democrats would have the 50 votes that they would need so that VP Harris could come in and break the tie. So I think he has to push it to the absolute limit to the point where he can really look at Joe and be like, listen, I, I, I did what I could. And it's not to say that he doesn't want to work with Republicans. I really believe he does. But once again, it's just... The differences are so stark in between what he wants to do with his infrastructure bill and what Republicans are willing to do. It would just be hard pressed to find that middle ground when one side kind of would give more, but the other one will not give as much as the other side. So good luck to them people. Honestly, truly, there's just so much more going on. The infrastructure this week has just kind of been a drag. Last Sunday night, right before the holiday on Monday, Texas Democrats walked out of the chambers to prevent a vote on the most restrictive voter laws in the nation. Texas is really wilding. They are like, we see you, Georgia. We see you, other states. Behold our beer. Because we're going to show you how it's really done. So we already knew that Texas had these restrictive laws that were following in the vein of Georgia uh, and Florida with the cutting the hours for Sunday voting, which affects souls to the polls, which is African-Americans or black people. Um, It's a program that they use to get people out to vote after church or whatnot. So we already knew that they were trying to cut hours for that. They're trying to cut drop boxes. They want to cut out uh, drive-in voting, which was a huge thing in Harris County. If you recall during the election, they tried to get 127 
thousand votes thrown out for drive-through voting. The <laughs> the legislature had already approved drive-in voting. It had gone through the proper channels. Everybody was okay with it. But once they started seeing that like the turnout was really good and it was mostly those, you know, black and brown folks that were using it because it was so helpful. In the middle of the election, they tried to throw out 127,000 votes. Imagine you going like, whoa, that was so easy. I just did drive-through voting. I'm glad I got that out of the way. I got to work my day job. Like my hours are already crazy. So I'm glad that it's, I was able to be accommodated. And then next thing you know, your vote might not even count. Like that's Texas for you. The same Texas where the governor Abbott decided to put only one drop box per county. One drop box per county. Once again, Harris County, which includes Houston, which is really black, has millions of people. One drop box that it might take you an hour to get to, like restrictive. They also wanted to cut mail-in voting. You had to have like a, a super specific reason. You have to fill out forms if you want to take more than one person that might be disabled to vote. I mean, all of this crazy stuff, but the craziest of things were the stuff that they tried to sneak into the bill last minute, right? So once again, we knew about the other things that, you know, heavily frowned upon but then on top of that they tried to sneak things in like so say for instance 2020 happened and someone came in and said no 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 these votes are not valid there are issues with them I'm going to challenge say that that happened and this bill had been passed that person doesn't even really have to show what was fraudulent they can just say it was fraudulent like they don't really have to give any proof that they they saw something fraudulent they can say it's fraudulent and then a judge can overturn the election with no real proof which if that would have been a law in 2020 they could have overthrown elections now texas once again went very red even though they tried their hardest to turn it blue, went pretty red. But imagine if in the future, because the predictions say it's not if, it's when, that Texas goes blue. But there's a Republican judge who is presiding over the case. They can overturn it without any real proof. Like the 60 cases that the former guy took to the courts all over and they were like, you don't have any proof. Instead, they can be like, you know what? This is a valid concern. Even though you showed me nothing, we're going to stop this thing and just halt it all. That's crazy. It's ridiculous crazy. And that's what they were trying to do. They were also trying to sneak in like rules for partisan poll watchers, make it easier for them 
to monitor the polls, even though there are actual people that sign up to do that work, like there are legit people who sign up to run the elections, but no, they wanted to give partisan poll watchers more power to go around, to be all in your business while you're trying to vote, possibly record. And then if at any point someone who's actually running the election tried to like restrict the partisan poll watcher, they would be criminalized and not the poll watcher who is all in the way, probably causing ridiculous issues just like they did during the counts in like Pennsylvania when people showed up and were trying to like be all on the backs of the people who are working like what does what does that solve what does that do besides create a mess so Democrats were like no like we can only do so much and we're gonna do what we can and so around about 12 that night because I think they had to have the vote before 12 because after that like that was the end of the session for the year it wouldn't start back again until next session like they wouldn't be able to bring it up till next session so it's like the the chairman sent out a text and was like get your keys and let's go and they walked out <laughs> and they walked out and they did like a little a little news conference outside and they were like listen like this is us basically begging President Biden and Congress to do something because this is out of control. Like, why would you need voting laws that are so restrictive when, once again, your Secretary of State and all those people who run the elections said Texas had a free and fair election. It was one of the best run elections they've ever had. And then suddenly it's like, but, you know, people aren't, secure in these elections so we have to bring about all these ridiculous laws because a man could not accept that he lost like an adult and he's lied the whole time so he doesn't look like the loser that he is and now we have to appease him by making these stupid ridiculous laws where a person can't vote with their college id but they can vote with their gun license from the state that brought you, oh, by the way, we might get rid of that anyway and just allow anybody to get a gun without any training or any license. That state. From the state that brought you, we had people freezing because our grid could not keep it together and our senator went to Cancun. From that state. So, it's fully expected that over the summer, Governor Abbott, who is, can we talk about how Governor Abbott himself is disabled? He has some sort of a handicap. And he is enacting restrictive laws that restrict disabled people in ways that make it hard for them to vote. That guy, that guy. So it's expected that that guy will hold a special session this summer for bringing forth these laws again and it's very likely that during that special session the laws will be passed and that's why I continue to push for you guys making sure even if you feel like there's nothing you can do even if you feel like nobody's listening to you even if you feel like what's the point anyway 
please call your representatives and tell them that you support the For the People Act and or the John Lewis Voting Rights Act because it's really getting wild out here. It's really getting wild out here. Governor Abbott, who didn't call a special session for Hurricane Harvey, didn't call a special session for COVID, didn't call a special session for the winter storm that knocked the power out for the whole state is calling one for voting restrictions saying that's his number one priority voting voting laws is your number one during a pandemic a parallelogram a panoramic a pepperoni pizza a personal pan pizza that's your number one priority is voting rights when your grid might fall apart this summer if it gets too hot. That's your, that's your number one, Greg Abbott. You disgust me. Speaking of disgusting, just, the case keeps growing and growing for Matt Gates. Like every time I feel like, oh, we'll just see how the current case is going. Like they've already got cooperation from Greenberg and the ex-girlfriend. So like I'm sure they're building their case however way. Next thing we know, it's like a new branch of the case spins off. Like he's got more spinoffs than like a Bravo show. Anyways, now he's being investigated for possible obstruction. So if you recall, Rep. Matt Gates has been under investigation since October 2020. And apparently he and his associate Joel Greenberg got together and tried to make a plan to talk to his former girlfriend who is considered a key witness um she's the one who is cooperating not to be confused with the young lady who may have been underage um who he may have had sexual relations with allegedly and may have you know flown her hither and thither which is why he's under investigation for sex trafficking so not the same lady it's apparently this young girl but of age is my understanding that he was dating at the time who would have information that would be integral to the investigation. It's reported that he and Greenberg had a plan to talk to her. Now, the reason it's being investigated is because apparently investigators are not sure if he was just saying like, hey girl, long time, no see, hope you're doing well, or if it was a plan to reach out to her to try to sway her testimony or her cooperation or whatever. And of course, that's obstruction of justice. So they are investigating that. Once again, I have to reiterate, no charges have been brought against Matt Gates. It's just the investigations keep piling up. Not sure if they'll go anywhere. I mean, of course... Every time something new comes up, they have to follow those leads, uh, which is very similar to the the case with the former guy. So, eh, good luck to him. That's all I can say. Not really good luck to him because, I mean, he's possibly a pedophile. Allegedly, allegedly a pedophile. So, like, not good luck to pedophiles, but good luck in the sense that I really don't care what happens to Matt Gates. I He could go to jail tomorrow. 
and uh, it wouldn't change my life. Probably would since he is a a representative of Florida and he continues to be an embarrassment. But other than that, I, I wouldn't change a thing. So they're going to continue investigating him. Joel Greenberg is actually being sentenced soon. I think they've set a date for his sentencing. So <laughs> he'll know how long he's going to spend in jail now. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be significantly lower than what it would be if he'd actually been found guilty of the 33 counts that he was charged with. Um, he pleaded down to six, uh, still pretty egregious, sex with a minor, PPP fraud, some other fraudulent stuff. He's a scammer. He's a scammer. So we'll see how that goes. I don't, I don't know if if he'll get a lot of time since he is cooperating. It depends on what he's given. It depends on how much of a case they can bring against someone else, obviously. So that case is ongoing and we'll continue to bring you updates based off of what we find out. Funny story, this week, the emails of a one Anthony Fauci were released to the public they weren't leaked they were released under like one of those freedom accesses we have the right to see what he's doing and it was just hundreds of emails most of them reiterating what we pretty much already knew he's tired of y'all he's very tired of y'all last year was tiring for him he was just running ragged Y'all were getting on his nerves. He really wanted to cuss y'all out, but he had to keep it professional. He's way better than me. But there's just one email that Republicans are just harping on, Rand Paul. And basically in the email, it was from uh, a scientist, I think in like China or something like that, who basically thanked Dr. Fauci for publicly saying like it's not a lab leak and oh my gosh republicans are like see we told you so we knew that it was a thing like and it's like that really don't say nothing besides the fact that like thank you for not going on the news and continuing to spread a conspiracy theory that has not been proven yet i'm not saying it won't be but like Thank you for not continuing to stoke ridiculousness in the media when we already have a group of people who, number one, are calling it the China flu and the Kung flu, and number two, are trying to use another country as a scapegoat. Now, do I think China could have did some things better? Absolutely. Absolutely. So could the U.S. So could our former president. They all could have did things better. Do I think they're hiding something. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. I think it would be easier for us to not say that they're hiding something if they would be more forthcoming with what they have, with the information they have going on, which is why conspiracies like the lab leak theory can continue to grow and fester into something very ridiculous because they're not being forthcoming with information. But all in all, the Dr. Fauci emails really did not. Like, I, I feel like, once again, it's one of those things that, like, if you go looking for something, you'll find it. 
And I feel like that's what Republicans feel like they did. Like they went looking for something specific and they feel like they found it when the rest of us are like, no, like he probably had to say thank you because you idiots were pretending that number one, this was a fake. It was a hoax of a virus. And number two, like China was really in the lab going, Oh my God, let's make something so crazy that they have never seen and let's release it, which is really not the case. The lab leak theory is basically not, oh, we were in the lab creating a virus. It's, oh, we were in the lab. We had this coronavirus, much like other viruses that scientists work on, and we were working on the virus and then somebody got infected. Like, it's, it's not this nefarious scheme that Republicans think it. Like, remember when they said it was a hoax to make President Trump look bad? Like, no, that's not what the lab leak theory is. The lab leak theory basically says, just kind of like SARS when it was a thing, there was a, a virus. They were in the the labs studying the virus, they were messing with the virus, they were altering it to see like what it could do. And it's possible that the scientists were exposed and then they spread it. Like that's the theory. And it's it's gaining momentum because if you recall back a few months ago, Dr. Sanjay Gupta did a piece on CNN with the doctors of uh, the 2020 COVID team for the former president. So that included Dr. Redfern, I think is Redfield, Redfield, Dr. Deborah Burks and her scarf, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and another guy, some, some other people, I can't remember their names, but Dr. Redfield, I think that's his name, basically said that he really thinks that the virus came from a lab. He feels like, in his professional opinion, it came on too strong to have come from an animal to a human. Apparently, there's a lot that has to transpire from viruses that come from animals to humans for it to like gain virality the way that this one apparently did so he feels like it just was too fast like it affected humans too fast it like spread too fast it was too advanced in the way that it was interacting with humans he felt like from his own personal scientific opinion that it could have been a lab leak now <laughs> Because China is not really providing any good insight into the origins of the virus. And we still don't have an answer after months and months and months of looking into it. Now it's like scientists are having to say, well, here's the deal. It could be a lab leak theory or it could not have been a lab leak. We don't know. We don't have the data to say it wasn't. We are all for you finding the data to determine what it really was. Now, Dr. Fauci still maintains from his emails last year up until today, he still maintains that he believes it was passed 
from a bat to a human. He believes that's the more likely case. However, he's not ruling out the lab leak theory because he doesn't have the data or the proof to say it's not. Because that's how scientists work, right? They have a hypothesis and then they have to test it. And he doesn't have the data to say, no, that's totally incorrect. So he doesn't say that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that. The issue is that Republicans, for some reason, want to make him like the new Hillary Clinton. And oh my God, it couldn't have come better for them that it was his emails that were put out there. But they try to make him the scapegoat because they can't accept that the former president and his vice president, who was the leader of the COVID task force, screwed us all over. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. The former president knew how bad it was in February. Remember that? When he recorded those conversations with Bob Woodward where he said, it's bad. It's bad, Bob. I keep saying it's the flu, but it ain't the flu. It's terrible, Bob. But he came out and told us it weren't bad. It was just the flu. It wasn't real. It was a hoax. Democrats were trying to make him look bad. He wouldn't have looked bad if he'd actually taken the virus seriously and actually tried to keep people from dying. But now we have over 600,000 people dead and they didn't have to be. And Republicans can't admit that. So they have to make it Dr. Fauci's fault. Oh, well, he said this about masks. And he said, he's a scientist. At the time, there was no data to suggest that having a mask outside of a hospital was helpful. He didn't have the data. So he said, don't buy up the mask. Because what do y'all do when y'all get scared in America? You start panic buying everything. And the people that really need it can't get it. You did the same thing with gas. You'll probably try to do the same thing with meat due to this hack at JBS meat processing plant. Like, that's what y'all do. But there were doctors and nurses and people in the hospital that need masks. They needed them more than we did. So what's wrong with him saying, number one, there's no data saying that you need a mask outside of a hospital or facility. So don't buy him up, you idiots. You remember last year when a man was stockpiling masks in a garage? And was trying to sell them for ridiculous amounts of money. Amazon had to crack down on people trying to sell masks for a ridiculous amount of money. They shamed that man so bad, he ended up donating them. He was getting death threats and everything. Do y'all not remember what happened last year? And y'all mad at Dr. Fauci because he's telling y'all not to do the most like y'all do all the time? But he's the bad guy. But the former president knew how bad it was. He told us it wasn't bad. He said it was a hoax. He didn't do anything he should have did about it. He said he didn't have any regrets about it. Even as thousands of people had died. Billions of people had been infected. We don't even know the long-term effects for everyone. And you're mad at Dr. Fauci? Rand Paul? Rand Paul, who had COVID and still swam in the congressional pool with COVID, is mad at Dr. Fauci. 
make it make sense. Make it make sense. Like, y'all incense me. Y'all incense me. Dr. Fauci has worked under president after president after president. And it were never no issue until we had a president who thought he was smarter than everybody else, even the scientists. And he wanted to do what he wanted to do because he thought that the economy is the way that we really gauge how good the country is doing. The stock market and all that. It, like It's not. It's not. It's not. It's capitalism. It's capitalism's fault. It's the former president's fault. It's his enablers' fault. It's Mike Pence's fault. It's everybody that allowed him to cut the fool like he did. And 600,000 people are dead when they didn't have to be. And you want to make Dr. Fauci the issue. And the gag is the former president will go on whatever means he can use now because his little block he shut it down because he was embarrassed at how low the the engagement was he'll get anywhere he can to write a statement and say that he took pains to not listen to dr fauci and look where we are it's not the flex y'all think it is it never is it never is it's not the flex y'all think it is that the former president specifically said more than once. He specifically disregarded everything that Dr. Fauci said and the scientists said. And now over 600,000 people are dead. Woo! Baby! Y'all trying to drive my blood pressure up. That's what y'all trying to do. Speaking of the former president... I hate to even have to give him the time of day. I really do. But it's really getting out of control. It's getting out of hand. It's not making any sense. But this man really believes that he can be reinstated into office August of this year. Now, if you don't recall, QAnon had already said that he would be inaugurated in march because that's when the real inauguration is and some crazy stuff which didn't happen and now they're saying he can be reinstated in august now why august i don't know maybe that's how long it's going to take for him to figure out if he can really do it or not i don't know the answer is he can't Let's let's go ahead and nip that in the bud. The answer is that he cannot be reinstated. There's nothing in the Constitution that says he can. It's not going to happen. But reporters are saying, and shout out to Maggie Haberman. I love when she gets on the news and she just talks really calm and really soothing. Even I, I know she'd be wanting to cuss. But Maggie Haberman reports that basically he believes this. And other reporters are saying that he's listening to, let me see if I can get this right, the bottom of the bottom of the crazies. This man used to be the president of our United States. Thinks he's going to be president again without being elected again. Is telling his followers that he's going to be reinstated. He's got crazy cracking Sidney Powell. At a Republican conference saying that he's going to be reinstated and 
President Biden's going to be kicked out of the White House. And people are cheering to this. He's got Michael Flynn, who used to be his, what, national security advisor or whatever, who is at the same conference basically saying he doesn't know why we haven't had a military coup like in Myanmar or Minanar, as the man who is asking him the question said. These people are really insane. And I know a lot of you will be like, oh, well, Brandy, you know, we should just ignore it. Don't pay attention to it. We should just not even give it any fuel. I wish we could. I wish we could just laugh it off and be like, ha ha, you're crazy. Y'all know that's not true, but we can't because look at how dangerous these conspiracy theories, this faction of his supporters are. A man took guns and weapons to a pizza restaurant because he believed that it was the front for a pedophile children's sex smuggling ring. A pizza place. Imagine you just had a pizza place trying to get some pizza and this man here with guns because he thinks that they got children in the back. And that Democrats are drinking their blood and eating them. Like, that's that's what we're dealing with. Y'all saw January 6th? We are dealing with people who are dangerous. And what happens when they keep getting promised something, promised and promised and promised, and all of their hopes and all of their dreams and all of their goals, they feel like are tied to this man and him being in office and he's promising them things and his followers are promising them things and then it doesn't happen what do you think will happen they already showed you with january 6th what happens when this man tells them one thing that's just verifiably false tells them one thing the opposite happens. And then they get so incensed, so enraged, they get violent. And that's dangerous. And the FBI can't tell y'all anymore how dangerous it is to the U.S. that these extremists exist. And that the former president of the whole, these here, United States, under God, indivisible, is fueling the fire. He's fueling the lies. He's the, the reason we are where we are here. He plants the seed. He waters it. And they just grow like flowers, hardy ones, snake plants. And then they get online and they get on TikTok. Do y'all know how easy it is to misinform people on TikTok? It's insane. Because there's no one fact checking. It's just a video. It looks catchy. And people believe that it is what it is. Go watch interviews with people who once believed in QAnon who have gotten out. Bless their hearts. And they'll tell you, I just was in a I was on TikTok. I liked the video. 
TikTok showed me more of those videos. And then I fell down this rabbit hole of QAnon. Because I really believe that the Democrats are pedophiles who are eating children. Even though, so far, it's been the Republicans that are the ones accused of being inappropriate with children. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. And I'm nervous. I'm pretty nervous. Like, I'm nervous that Republicans are going to overturn elections. I'm nervous that people who believe the former president's going to be reinstated in August are going to be at their wit's end come August. And they're going to cut the fool. And the rest of us are just going to, we're just going to be the bystanders of the shenanigans. Y'all ain't scared. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm be honest with you. I'm very nervous about it. And that's why I'm like, we can't just sweep it to the side. I know that since the former president has been banned and blocked from social media shout out to facebook for extending his ban for two years and actually changing the way that they treat politicians now so apparently they're going to have less protections which good because why just because you are running for public office or you're in public office does that make it okay for you to violate all the terms and conditions that the rest of us have to follow that doesn't make sense. It's not fair. It's not about silencing politicians. It's about there are rules and guidelines that need to be followed. And the rest of us will be kicked off in a heartbeat. I saw somebody say they got suspended for using the word white. You can't even use the word white on Facebook. I literally see people putting asterisks in white. On Twitter, you got to put an asterisk in the world killed. You can get suspended. For using those words on social media platforms. But politicians can just get on there and say what they want to say. Lie. Like they want, like with a huge platform like that can just do whatever. It doesn't make sense. So shout out to Facebook for doing that. Because since the former president has been banned from social media misinformation and all of that stuff has actually gone down like significantly uh he like i said he had a, a blog it was so funny the people on twitter were hilarious saying that that man's blog only made it about three scaramoochies if y'all know the joke y'all know the joke anyways um after 29 days, he shut down the blog. I think he was embarrassing for him that a report came out and said that even PetFinder is getting more traffic to their website than his blog was. And he just couldn't take that people were mocking his blog and that his engagement was low. It was embarrassing to him. So he just shut the whole blog down, which I just was like, that's so, so very interesting. But anyways, it went down but there's still enough people that are chatting on the internet on different platforms who are saying different things that are alarming because 
they expect this president to be reinstated in August. So what happens when he doesn't? You might as well just light them on fire because they're going to be enraged. They are they are going to be upset. Like these people don't catch on. It, the goalpost moves every time. Every time. Oh, he's going to come out with the military and he's going to say he's not leaving on inauguration day. That didn't happen. Some people were like, you know what, guys? Maybe we need to move on, but not those diehard people. Those diehard people were like, no, I can't give up. I can't give in. I need to believe that he's going to come back and save us. Boom. It's March. It's a March date now. Don't worry. He's going to be inaugurated as the true president in March. And we're going to be in D.C. to watch it all happen. March comes. What happens? Nothing. Once again, a, a select few people will be like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's really time to give this up, but not that die-hard core base who is totally disconnected with reality. They're going to be like, no, I can't give up. I have to have hope. Boom. This August date. And who is dropping these dates and why? Like, what is, what's going on with this specific date? I understood the March date because that was some conspiracy about there actually only being like 19 real presidents since like one of those ancient years back in the day, probably when my family was slaves. I get that. But like, why, why August now? Is that because like everybody wants to have fun during the summer and then like August is like summer's winding down. So like we got to get back to business. Like who picks the dates? And how do you continue to ascribe to, to this when there's been no proof so far? Nothing that has been said has come to pass so far. There's These people don't have hope. And when they don't have hope, they don't ascribe to the normal things we do. If they feel like they don't have nothing to lose, they, there's nothing holding them back. I am concerned. And then you have politicians who refuse, like, won't even say, no, he is not going to be reinstated in August. Instead, they say, well, President Trump can definitely run in 2024. And if we want him back in all... No, you need to say unequivocally, it's not going to happen. If you want him to be the president again, he should run. He should run in 2024. Which will continue to allow him to keep the grift going where he can keep raising money so that he can keep scamming his followers and then probably not even run in 2024 be honest i hope he's in jail i try not to hope bad things on people but i hope that's where he's at but then on top of that like republicans will be like well he can run he can run the country from there he'll have tons of free time because that's where we are that's where we are michael pence michael pence who was at the capitol on one seat there was a crowd chanting, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. This man 
went on to Twitter and said, it's a shame that Mike Pence won't do what we need him to do. All it like talking crap about this man. And you can watch in real time how the crowd reacts to what he's saying on Twitter. When he starts talking junk about Mike Pence, it, the pressure is on for Mike Pence to find Mike Pence. They're setting up a gallows. When he says, all right, y'all, like this ain't how we do it. Y'all should go home. I love y'all. It's like, hey, we we need to wrap it up. Everybody, let's go. Yeah, he just, he just said on Twitter. Like there's video of this. And Mike Pence had to flee with his family on 1-6. And he got the nerve to get up in front of people and say, you know, me and the former president, we talk often. We talk often, but I just don't think we'll ever see eye to eye on what happened January 6th. You don't, you don't think so? Because I don't think I ever see eye to eye with somebody who sent people to kill me. And I wouldn't try to make it seem like we're buddy buddy either. That man sent people to kill him. People to kill everybody in Congress. And Republicans are just like it was a normal day at the office. What do you mean? We got it done. I mean, we might have had to stop the session for like 12 hours. But we got it done. We got it. We got it figured out. And Joe Biden is still the president. After all of that. After all of that. Joe Biden is still the president. Even though... Conspiracy theorists believe he's just a puppet and he's doing everything he does in front of the green screen. I don't know if they think all the media and everybody that shows up is a part of the ruse as well. But, you know, common sense ain't common. But Republicans refuse. refuse. They want to move on from the big lie. They want to move on from 1-6. They want to just completely keep it pushing. They know they have elections coming up. And like Lisa Murkowski says, everything is about the next election. It's all about election cycles. And they want to move on and they want to get over it. They don't mind the former president being the guy who is running the party but they just want to move on but he can't he cannot he cannot he's obsessed he's obsessed with the presidency he's obsessed with the fact that he is no longer president he's obsessed with the fact that he lost to the point that he will never admit he lost he'll never concede he he's obsessed but this is the guy who's leading their party. This is the one that they they refuse. They refuse to distance themselves from. Now, some people say what Mike Pence said was himself distancing from the former president. Because that's how the former president works. Like, you're either 100% with me or you ain't. But it was lukewarm at best. Absolutely. They ref they refuse to distance. They are going to toe the line as long as possible. Look at George P. Bush. The son of Jeb Bush. The nephew of George W. Bush. The grandson of George H. W. Bush. 
kissing the ring. I really hate that analogy, but I hear it so much now. Kissing up to Donald Trump because he knows it's the only way he can win attorney general in Texas. What? <laughs> that man talked cash trash about his daddy, about his uncle, about his family. But he has to make he has to make good with him so he can win attorney general. They asked him like, hey, like, we noticed you're getting cozy with the former president, but you know, he said some not so nice things about your family. And he was like, Oh well, politics is a contact sport. Politics is not a contact. Football is a contact sport. Politics is not. They don't care. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised Ted Cruz let him talk about his wife and his daddy. <laughs> Ted Cruz let that man say that his wife was ugly and that his daddy had something to do with the JFK assassination. But look how he is. He grovels. He supports. Look at look at how they all do. Lizzie Graham said Trump would be the worst thing that ever happened to the Republican Party. He said all these terrible things about him. Look how he grovels. Look how he was in the plane with him after the insurrection. When he went down to either Texas or Georgia, one of those states where the racism is heavy, I don't remember, was on the plane with him. After he got up there that night and said, wow, we, me and Trump, we've... Whew, we've had a roller coaster whirlwind romance, but I'm done. This is where I this is where I call it quits. Was on the plane two days later. Aren't y'all embarrassed? <sighs> dire straits. Dire straits. Dire straits. And moral of the story is that's why we cannot. We cannot. We cannot. Let these Republicans forget because it, if it were up to them, they would rewrite history just like they rewrite history about everything. Just like they rewrote history about Tulsa race massacre, not riots, massacre. Like they rewrote history about slavery. Like they try to rewrite history about everything else. Except guess what? It's 2021 and we got y'all in 5K. There's videos. There's pictures. There's tweets. And everything on the internet forever. Don't let them forget. Don't let them forget. And if you have a family member who really thinks that the former president's being reinstated in August, please talk to them. Just, just talk to them. I fortunately don't have any family members who believe such shenanigans. Thank goodness. But I know that some of y'all are really conflicted because you really have family members or like good friends that are lost in the sauce and I, I hate it for you i really do because if i had any acquaintances that were drinking the kool-aid i'd disconnect myself long ago i i wasn't i wasn't going to keep moving with that so good luck to y'all i just want y'all to understand what's going on to know what to look for to be careful out here in these streets 
Um, gun violence is on the rise because people were in the house and now they got a little bit of freedom. Everybody's going crazy. I know y'all saw the NBA games. The fans are wilding out. A judge in California just got rid of the assault weapons ban. So <sighs> y'all be safe in California. Y'all be safe all over the world. Keep your eyes open. Stay woke. <laughs> I know that the white people hate when you say that. Stay woke. Y'all know what I mean. Black people, y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. And just um, just do the best you can, y'all. Just do the best you can to stay grounded in reality. And if anybody ever starts talking that foolishness with them, just tell them no. It's not happening. It's not happening. Be vigilant. Be y'all. And pay your taxes. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all the time, every week, coming back to listen to me rant and ramble about what's going on in the news. Once again, you can find me wherever podcasts are streaming. And you can also find me on YouTube. Did you hear the news? D-I-D-J-A, the news. I also did a live talking more in depth about the election restriction laws. Um, so you can get that on Facebook, my Facebook page, Did You Hear the News? D-I-D-J-A, Hear the News. Take care, y'all. Bye.